Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. Welcome to another episode of We All Have Something, a listener-supported podcast. That's right. These episodes are supported by the listeners who've decided to chip in. And if you want to be a supporter too, just check out that first link in the episode notes and you can join in being a supporter. Now, you'll of course get a personal email of thanks from me for being a supporter. Plus, you get a couple of stickers that are suitable for sticking on your water bottle or computer or wherever you want to put cool stickers. And along with that, I'll mention your name on the episode that follows after you started supporting. Now, our supporters have been strong this season. I appreciate you tremendously. We don't have a new supporter to say thank you to today. So, again, I'll reflect back over the season. This has been amazing. So many people have chipped in, stood up, and said, I want to keep hearing this ad-free, which allows me then to do all sorts of cool stuff. And we are saving up some money to buy some new equipment to make this podcast even better for you, my dear listener. Now, with that said, we're heading into October here, which means we are getting ready to wrap up Season 3. This season will wrap up the end of October, but don't worry. Keep subscribing and listening and following because there'll be bonus episodes throughout the next couple of months as we head into the new year. And then, of course, the new season, season four, already getting ready for that, starting in the spring of 2024. Man, where has time gone? It's hard to believe we're already wrapping up season three. It's so cool. And I, I just, again, I have to say thank you for everyone who's been, been along from the beginning or just recently joined and supporting the podcast and sharing it with everybody else because that's how the podcast grows. So thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you, my dear listeners. So with that said, let's roll into the intro, shall we? I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. Well, this episode might come across a little bit different than episodes we've had throughout the season so far, because I'm actually I'm actually going to revisit a topic that I think we covered possibly in season one. And the reason being is I've just spent the last week away from home, not on a work trip, which is very rare for me. If I'm traveling, usually it's for work. And it was an opportunity for me to be in a new place in a new environment, away from my home, with no major responsibilities. I I had set it up that everything that needed to be taken care of the week I was gone was done and taken care of before I left, with then also making sure I took care of some things that would need to be done when I got back. So therefore, there was no no attempt or desire to go, well, I I should log in real quick and take care of this one thing while I was on this vacation. And it wasn't a vacation to an exotic place, went to a farm in Wisconsin to see the fall colors, to spend time in the woods, some time with family, and do some horseback riding and just be out in nature. These are literally, uh, it's, it's a list of a couple of my favorite things pretty much right there. All of those things I enjoy, I find relaxing. And while I was out there, what I recognized in myself was the opportunity to change some habits and behaviors. 
And that got me thinking then about the fact that I know very well from all my studying of habit loops and our behaviors as humans and how we get stuck in rituals, a lot of times doing habits and things that don't serve us well, but yet we're still stuck in these loops that we, we literally have a very hard time going beyond the idea of, okay, I see that doesn't serve me, but yet I'm still going to do it because it's easy, it's simple, this is how I do things. Sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's subconscious, but we, we are literally dealing with the fact that we have programmed ourselves to do certain things at certain times in certain locations, whether these are good habits or bad habits. So one of my favorite habits that I've established over the years that's now become more of a ritual is I get up earlier than I need to. I get up around 5 o'clock. Yeah, about 5, depending upon the day. If it's a day I don't have to go into work, it's usually 5.30. But normally on a work day, it's 5 o'clock. And I'll spend a half an hour hand-grinding some beans, brewing up some coffee, one cup, and sitting and doing some morning meditation, facing the rising sun while having my coffee. And that time is just for me. Once I finish that, then it goes into the routine of getting everything ready for breakfast and making lunches for those who need lunches beyond myself and doing things for the family so we can all get out the door on time as needed. That little ritual of getting up early and having that time in the morning for myself has allowed me to establish a new way of going into each day, which serves me very well. It is, it is just, it has been an amazing transformation of how I approach each day because of that 30 minutes in the morning that are reserved just for me and the habits and rituals around that. When I was on vacation then, I had the choice. I, I did not have to get up early. There was no reason to. My internal clock, though, for some reason, even though I was two time zones away, my internal clock's like, hey, it's a half hour before sunrise, get up. <laughs> and I did. I could have laid there longer, but I got up and I brewed some tea for myself. And I enjoyed the sunrise, watching it come over some woods into a pasture where some horses were absolutely gorgeous. That was a ritual and our habit that I chose to keep for myself in a new location. When we switch locations, we lose a lot of the stimulus that can sometimes drive our habits. In fact, when we're talking about how we can disrupt habits that don't serve us, we look at and talk about how we can change our environment. How can we change how we interact with our environment to stimulate new behavior and or disrupt old behavior that doesn't serve us so we can establish a healthier habit loop. I know that might sound uh, a little bit like I'm talking in code for some people. And, and so let me, let me boil it down this way. When talking about how we can disrupt habits that don't serve us by location, one thing we can look back on is a study that was done after the Vietnam War. It was said that one in five, almost two in five soldiers coming back from Vietnam were addicted to heroin or a similar substance in the opioid world. While they were there, they were heavily addicted to it. They needed the fix. They needed to do these, uh, these drugs, basically, to get through what they were going through. What we know of people who become addicted to things like heroin here in the United States is it is really hard, not impossible, but hard to kick that addiction Many people destroy their lives and their relationships because of that addiction, and it's, it's a habit that is created in a chemical base that they can't get out of. A lot of people who are addicted to other drugs or alcohol will go into a rehab facility, a rehab center. They're able to get rid of the addictive behavior. They're able to, to stop being addicted to the, well, not stopping, they're always addicted technically is from the 
many people say, but they stop the behavior that has them use these drugs or the alcohol. They come back home and they end up doing what many people call a relapse, meaning they go back to using those drugs or the alcohol. A large part of that is because when they go into the rehab center, they're removed from the stimulus, the location, the people, the things that click into their habit loop that then follows, or I should say precedes, going into using the alcohol or the drug. So going back to our our Vietnam soldiers and the vets coming back from Vietnam who were addicted to these highly addictive drugs, almost all of them had no challenges or issues stopping the use of the drug when they got back to the States. That doesn't seem to fall into what we see as how addictions to these drugs work, but their location was different. All the stimulus that drove them to use the drug no longer existed. Not to say everyone stopped using. Some people needed a lot of help. Some people still had a problem. But a large portion simply stopped using and had no desire to go back to using again. What this is doing, what I'm painting a picture of here, is how location can influence what we do or do not do. When I went on vacation, I could have dropped the habits and behaviors that I had established that served me to start a day off well. It would have been easy to do. I also do yoga. I go for runs. I do uh, little workouts a couple times a week. There was nowhere to do a workout, but we did a lot of hiking and horseback riding and, and doing some other things that kept my body moving. And I still maintain my weekly run that I do. And I did a few stretches that weren't quite doing yoga, but close to it. The other side of that is when you go somewhere and you stop doing the certain habits and behaviors that do serve you, or if you break habits that don't serve you, when you come back into the environment that you initially left, where those habits were established, just like those dealing with other addictions, you have to be very conscious then about what is in the environment that stimulates you to do or not do things. So let's take it a different route. Let's say you go off on a retreat somewhere, whether it is a a health retreat, a yoga retreat, anything else that might be a leadership retreat or a self-help retreat of some sort. And in that environment, in that space, you are jazzed up for what you are there for. You are in the mind space and location that supports this being your singular focus. There's no family to deal with. There's no work to deal with. There's no friends to deal with. There's no weird neighbors to deal with. There's no traffic to deal with. There's no all the stuff that you have to deal with. You are now singularly focused and surrounded by others who are also singularly focused on this same thing. You come back with pamphlets and booklets and information and notes and energy about you that's super excited that'll probably carry you into the first week. But eventually, if you aren't conscious of all the other things that are around you that no longer support that, all the other things that do support the old habits and behaviors before you left for that retreat or that getaway or whatever, where will you end up on week two and week three? And the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because a lot of times when I'm coaching with somebody and they're in it and they're working through it and we talk about the stimulus of the environment that they're in, the people they're around, how can they make some shifts around that and be cognizant of it? It's a 10 to 12 week process every single week we're meeting. And then we do follow-ups, whether they're twice a month or once a month. And it's through that process that change happens. 
having that coach there with you to help keep you accountable and guide you, to help remind you of your goals and your aspirations of where you want to go and why you're doing it. Having someone there that you can come to saying, ah, I'm, I'm hitting this blocker for some reason. Talk me through it. Let's, let's work through this. Versus you go away, and I'm not saying one's better than the other, by the way. I'm just saying this, this can happen. You go away to this retreat or this weekend or this week-long getaway, and you're refreshed and you're changed and you're challenged and you're excited about life, and you come back and all of a sudden, blah, you find yourself back to where you were. The idea that a vacation helps recharge you and refresh you is not false. It does. But it's what you do when you come back that will allow you to carry that with you further. What is being influenced? Are you influencing your environment and those around you, or are they influencing you? That can be exhausting, by the way. To be the one that's doing the influencing, that can be a lot of work. But it doesn't have to be. If you're intentional every day with how you want to step out of your bedroom, how you want to step into your kitchen, how do you want to step out of your living quarters, whether it's a house or apartment or condo, whatever, and step into the world. If you start taking the energy that you accumulated on your vacation or your getaway or your weekend retreat or whatever it was, and you consciously choose to recognize the things that put you in a space that are against that, that that don't serve you, what's the stimulus that might cause somebody who's addicted to something that they shouldn't be, what's the stimulus then that is causing them to go back to it or desire it or feel they have no choice or control over it? Yes, that's an extreme version of what I'm talking about. But when I came back from my vacation, what I did is I took a lot of what I intended I wanted to experience. Being grounded in nature, listening to myself, spending time in the morning to watch the sunrise being thoughtful and cognitive of those around me and how it influences, how, do, how does their energy influence me? How does what they're doing and saying influence me and where do I want to be with my energy and my influence? And then coming back from that, how do I want to continue to live? Am I living congruently with what I want to experience? Now, no, back home now here in San Diego, I can't go out for a horse ride. I can't just head out the back part of the the property and, you know, grab a horse and go out in the woods. That doesn't exist here for me in San Diego. Now, I could go find somebody who's got a horse probably and have a similar experience, but I'd have to drive there. It's a a different experience. But the energy around that, how my day went, how I chose to interact with the world around me, the stimulus now here at home doesn't support that same energy necessarily, but I can bring that into my experiences. I can be cognitive and thoughtful of how I wish to conduct myself. What was it that happened there in that space that made me feel grounded and balanced? And what do I need to do now to bring that into every day, to create that existence in an environment that in the past may or may not have supported that? So when you find yourself battling habits and behaviors that don't serve you, whatever it may be, whether it's procrastination or maybe you're blocking yourself from something, a little self-sabotage, or instead of coming home and doing a, a yoga session or working out or going for a run after work, you decide to sit on the couch and eat a bag of chips all by yourself. Whatever it may be, if you find yourself in that space, look around you. What can you change in your environment? What can you do for you to cause a disruption in that habit loop that you have created that no longer or never has served you? 
And that the other side of that is where I am right now, experiencing something that has caused a slight disruption in some of my habits, but I was able to carry some good ones into it. Now I want to carry some good ones out of it as well. What can I do in my space, in my environment, my time, and my behavior, and my intention to continue to bring that energy with me into the coming days beyond just the, you know, coming down off the high of the honeymoon of the vacation, right? What is it that I can be intentional with that I can create new habits around here at home in my current environment that will support the emotional well-being and the mental well-being that I experienced while on vacation? And I know I kind of jumped around and, and I, I talked about a lot of different things here, whether it was a Vietnam vet story or how someone going to rehab can be changed, but come back into the environment and they what we call relapse. But again, the idea here is to look at and talk about where we are physically in the space and how does it influence us? How do you feel when you walk into your workspace? How do you feel when you walk into a space with, with someone else in it? Like, what does that person mean to you? What does that vibration feel like? What does that energy feel like? What does it feel like when you have time that's meaningful for yourself and you're feeling recharged and energized? For some people, that is being with their friends and hanging out and having a good time. That lights them up. For others, it might be sitting quietly somewhere in a park by a tree, under a tree, touching a tree, or just being barefoot in the dirt. Or for me, sometimes it's, I have these moments when I'm out of my trail runs. It's just me and and the wildlife out in the hills. Whatever that might be in those moments, good ones or negative ones, you know, when when it doesn't feel right, where are you? What's around you? What's going on? How can you rework that situation? Or if it's a situation you can't rework, how can you then bring in, what can you do to intentionally bring in that high energy, high vibration, feel good stuff? Now, Before we go any further, we're about to wrap this up. Before I go any further, I want to make sure you understand, I'm not saying we have to get all gross and toxic with our positivity here, that everything should be sunshine and rainbows. Everything's got to be perfect. Oh, how can you possibly have a bad situation? You you should come in with intention and make it all better and yay. No, come on now, let's be serious. The experience of being human is filled with ups and downs. It's filled with negative and positive. It's phases. It's, it's the tides. It's the rolling in, the waxing, the waning, all of it, right? <laughs> We've talked about that. And those experiences are there for us to have. What I'm specifically talking about, though, is the habits and behaviors. Let's say you had a toxic boss for a while. Now they've moved on another department or they left the company or whatever it might be. But you still come in every morning with that same feeling of anxiety that was established by that person being there. Now you've got a new boss who isn't that way. But you have created a habit loop in your body. Your whole system stimulates up to this point of coming into this toxic environment, even though it no longer exists. But all the visual cues are there, the sounds are there, everything else is there to bring your body into that space and create that closed loop. So can you disrupt it? Are there habits you have created that are now habitual responses and behaviors, whether it's a negative situation or not, that's putting you in a situation that makes it feel negative? Are you displacing certain or bringing in, I should say, certain emotions and thoughts into spaces or with people that doesn't exist because you've created a habit around it? That's where I'm saying come in intentional with what you want it to be. 
Come in intentional with how you want to experience things. Make it so, as Patrick Stewart said in Star Trek, right? Make it so. Make it so. You have the power to dictate and be intentional. Can you influence other people all the time? No. Can you change the environment? No, not all the time. But what can you do? What can you bring with you into these spaces to make life a little better? What can you take responsibility for in your behavior and your habits that can then create a shift? It's about being aware of what you can and cannot do. It's about being aware that you can be intentional and you can start shifting certain things. Again, it's not all rainbows and glitter and happiness and, oh, everything's positive, but it is about being aware of what you can and cannot do and even questioning when you hear yourself say, oh, I can't have influence over that. There's nothing I can do about that. Question that. Push on that. Push a little harder on that. See what you can do to improve your experience here right now and tomorrow and the next day. If you find yourself going away for the holidays or having any vacations or a weekend away, what is it you're experiencing there that is different than at home? And what can you do to replicate and or change certain things back home to improve your experience? That's your challenge. That's your challenge after listening to this episode. And as always, I want to say thank you. I know I said thank you at the beginning of the episode, but man, I can't, I can't thank you all enough. This, this project, we all have something. This podcast is something that is an extension of my coaching that I started doing just for fun, and it still remains fun, and I'm not going anywhere. I love this. This is so much fun. Now, I will say, like I said at the top of the hour, and I'm going to, or top of the hour, listen to me like I'm on radio, <laughs> top of the episode, this month we're going to wrap up season three. So the end of October will be the end of the season. There'll be bonus episodes. If you have not already, I encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss the next few episodes and the bonus episodes. And then, of course, you'll be looped right in for season four when that starts up as well. And of course, if you want to share this with somebody, well, that's all. That's just awesome. I would appreciate that so much. If anything in this episode or other episodes has reached you and resonated with you, or you know somebody who it might resonate with, please share it with them. Let them know what you're listening to. I actually had one person say, they wrote me a message. They said, I know you always ask for us to share the episodes, but I, I don't want people to know that I'm listening to a self-help podcast. And I, I was a little sad, not because they didn't want to share it, but because they felt they couldn't share with people in their life what they're going through, that they, they have something that they're working on or want to improve on, and they, they felt they couldn't share that with others. Sharing this podcast might actually start a conversation with somebody in your life that'll lead to even a more meaningful and closer relationship because of the topic you're sharing. Hey, I, I thought this might help you. It helped me. Or hey, I'm going through this, and, and I listen to this podcast because it does support me and help me and give me ideas. And that person might be like, I had no idea you're going through that. My, my brother went through that. I'm going through that too, but I couldn't, I didn't feel I could talk to anybody about it. So please share, share this podcast. It makes a difference. You know, I talk about it each time. It's that ripple effect. We help one person, they become a little better in life and it ripples out to the people in their world as well. Now, if you're interested in being coached, uh, the work I do, we focus on seven key areas of life. It's through the ULA program that I coach, that I'm certified through. It's an amazing program. And as I say, it's not a secret how to do this. It's a system. It's a proven system. We focus on seven key areas of life, which creates the opportunity for you to bring more balance into the important parts of your life, to really appreciate and see how life can work 
Uh, we often hear about work-life balance, and that's just a bunch of BS. And that makes you think there's only two things. There's work and there's life, but that's not true. There's your health, there's your fitness, there's your finances, there's your family, there's your, your field, which is your work, yes. There's your faith and spirituality, there's your friendships, and there's fun. And you might be hearing that list and go, oh, bro, Rick, I, I don't have time for any of that because only this. Well, that's why we talk about them. We start to prioritize and work through that stuff. So if you're interested to learn more about this, you can sign up for a free 30-minute discovery call. You go to my, my website, coachrickschwartz.com. There you click on the discovery call. You can sign up for a free 30-minute call. It's a Zoom call, actually, where we can chat. And listen, if at the end of it, we both are like, yeah, I think you'd be a great coach, Rick. And I'm like, yeah, you'd be a great client. I could see how this would work for you. We'll go from there. We'll sign up from there. We'll, we'll set it all up. We'll, we'll do our thing. If at the end of it, neither one of us is comfortable or, or agree that it would work out, or even one of us isn't thinking it's going to work out, that's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's not pressured sales. I'm here to help people. I'm not here to pressure you into doing something you don't want to do or don't feel you're right. that's right for you. Uh, that's just not how it works. So <laughs> feel free to sign up for that free 30-minute discovery call. We'll take it from there. And we'll see how it works out. Of course, you can also find me on all the social medias for the most part. Just look for Coach Rick Schwartz, and I'll pop up. That's me. I'm there. You can you can message me there if you want, Facebook, Instagram, threads, uh, over on YouTube. Although, admittedly, YouTube's kind of dry right now just because I've been focusing so much on the podcast. But it'll pick back up in the, in the winter as I uh, step away from the podcast a little bit. So with all that said, those links are down below in the episode show notes. You can find it all there. Again, the first link you'll see at the very top of those notes is how to be a supporter of the podcast if you wish. And then all the other links are down further below the show notes or episode notes. So with that, I'm going to say what I always say. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Have a good one, everybody. 